0: Greetings and welcome to Bombadil's Porch. Yeah. I am Caleb Klontz together with uh, Nate Larmor and Chris Martin. And we are all three together I again. Know. This has been a while. Yeah. We are three Christian dads uh, in the valley sitting on the porch. Discussing what's going on in life. No, I don't know. Getting, I forget what that line was. But anyway, I had camaraderie to, and yes,
1: uh I had to pull up our old show notes and read it last week. And it felt yeah, he kinda, did it. It was kind of yeah. old. It, it was like
2: a retro. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> you, that's how you mean? know our show is established when our own intro feels retro. <laughs> feels retro. Totally, yeah, um, it's, it was. It's almost our mission statement of
1: yeah. the guests. So.
0: But yeah, th- Thanksgiving is uh, right around the corner tomorrow. In fact, yes. And so, if you're listening to this at, at it, the time it, of it recording. may be tomorrow. Uh Already for you, or hopefully you're doing better things <laughs> with your time. Not that this is a bad thing. I mean, I, I hope. <laughs> never mind. What, <laughs> what why do we have Caleb? <laughs> I don't know. You asked me the intro, this like, I'm beginning to uh, a lot and I
1: forced you into you it. Did. Too. You did.
0: I'm regretting that now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're not regretting it, but uh yeah, uh, Thanksgiving, great time, Uh food, family, hopefully some thankfulness. Um, colonialism colonialism black friday mm. um you is, know you know canadians i'm half canadian canadians already I celebrate thanksgiving in, in october so is right?
1: your mom or your dad canadian. my mother
0: my mother's oh, Canadian. Really? Yeah. So. so you're a multinational oh, sh- guy. I grew up in South America. Yeah. I lived in Italy. Oh, I don't know where Lord. I'm from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You're not an oppressor. You're, you're just, just a- an interesting guy. Well, I'm not just anyway. passing through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> anyway. I've been a foreigner about half my life, so, you
1: know. So anyway. do you celebrate two Thanksgivings then? <laughs> U.S. and Canadian, or do you we, have We to-
0: don't. We have talked about uh, doing Thanksgiving as a family on Canadian Thanksgiving, because... It would actually probably be easier for us all to get together because, you know, then we have that as our, you know, quants family and then we can do hmm. our own things because we often use Thanksgiving to, you know, invite friends over. When neighbors. is Canadian Thanksgiving? I think it's the same week, but in October. Is that how it works? Or is it like the second Thursday I don't know. or it's something like that? Okay. I'm not I, Canadian at all. Well, in college, we <laughs> used to
1: be in tune with this because all the Canadian students would be throwing a party early. I just can't remember when. Okay. Do they... Um, have you ever celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving,
0: Caleb? Is um, it the yeah.
1: same kind of food, or is it a totally different? In do in, they do
0: other things? Uh, similar fair. yeah. In in Italy, not Italy, in Bolivia, growing up, they would uh, we would get the Canadians together and do a Canadian Thanksgiving. That's the only time I really ever remember celebrating it, except for my Canadian family. I see all their posts on. On it so now traditional Canadian? wild taper. Ooh. It's, it's the uh, second two. Monday in October, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay, so a little bit different. There okay, you go.
1: what was the fair down in Bolivia? What kind of food would go uh, on the table for Thanksgiving?
0: I I don't recall.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. A chicken it, probably. And what were? <laughs> it, it, it was, now? This Canadians it in Bolivia. That was an interesting thing. So were you on like a compound down there with a um, with different? you were yeah. missionaries, right? Yes, and so you had people from different countries all living yeah, in the same in the, area.
0: In the city of Cochabamba, there were yeah, oh, there was uh, Cochabamba. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> yeah, <"Yano Mamo>, Cochabamba.
1: <laughs> the wonderful words you I introduced know. me to. In, in,
2: Cochabamba. Eat your veggies so, and thank your mama. Uh,
0: right. new, new tribes had a base, like a base, kind of a, a central compound area in Cochabamba, and one in Santa Cruz. And uh, in Bolivia, and and the one in Cochabamba, in in the city of Cochabamba, there were another a number of other mission organizations that also had like the the main school that I went to when we lived there was a uh, um, SIM at the time. I don't know if it's still oh, yeah. that, but school yeah. primarily. But then they had staff and teachers from all over you know, different organizations and different you know. So, but. Um, so we would, sometimes it was cross organization, like all the Canadian, you know, people with Canadians and their families would kind of get together were because you, we had,
1: was it a boarding school you were at?
0: Uh, um, not, not in Cochabamba, okay. Tombo. Yeah. Part of the time, Tom- the, the new tribes, God, that's another good- <laughs> the <yeah>, Tombo, <laughs> fun words, list of my favorite words. This is a, <laughs> I believe Tom- it's an Inca <laughs> word. Yeah. Tombo was like oh, a resting place. <laughs> The Choskies would. See, uh, there's <laughs> another, another, that's another
3: that's one, yeah. Great, that's a great that's word. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> but, Tumbo. Uh, anyway. I digress. I don't know. It's, it's all my fault. You know, your fault. Uh, and coach and mama, there were a number of other, yeah, the boarding school. Yeah, we had, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I grew up a small boarding school and we had, you know, the people that, that I was around were, you know, yes, yeah, some Americans, but there were Canadians and Australians and New Zealanders and, and, uh, Korean missionaries and, uh, Swedish missions. And I mean, it's just the list went on and on and on, mm-hmm. you know, and so it would just, all do stuff together, Taiwanese, Chinese, I and mean, we had all sorts of, of people. So in, in the greater to above me, I mean, we had all sorts of variety. I, I didn't this whole, you know, anyway. Is Thanksgiving in
1: ex- the U S and Canadian, does do any other countries, do, do the Aussies have some version?
3: I don't, know, I mean, I don't know. There's not a
2: cultural <laughs> relation there. But Remember between that, that day too. they dropped all of us off as inmates on this godforsaken <laughs> land, <laughs> Let's celebrate something, gone, mate. <laughs> Let's eat some alligator,
1: and I meant I meant to start under because uh, Caleb, you always have culinary artistry going on at your mm. house, yeah. and and so I was trying to get there. And we caught up yeah. to the Aussie celebrate thanksgiving but uh, in terms of your plans so it's sure. tomorrow yes um, a lot of people coming
0: just a few yep. people coming um, are you cooking so tell everybody I'm, how they wish they had prepared their turkey if they had listened to this first <laughs> um well so my neighbor's <laughs> frying a turkey i've never done that Ooh. before and uh-huh. i'm doing one in the oven a little more traditional i'd hoped to brine it but this morning i did not have time so no, are you doing no like the brining. full backyard big vat like the ones you see the firefighters demoing yeah that's that's he's he's got one the neighborhood. So, Are you, uh, and they're coming. Mm, we're going no, to no, get one. No. Is
1: on like single digit speed dial, just in case. What? When? Do, how do these fires happen? Is it when it's fr- they? They put a frozen turkey in the hot yeah, oil. you got
0: to right? make sure the turkey's not frozen uh, anymore. it yeah. dry and padded dry. And it's the water, know,
2: right? The moisture that creates, creates the
0: fire. Typically, well, it's well, it creates it's the, the oil
2: bu- that. Yeah, the spattering,
0: gotcha, the bubbling over oil that. You no, know, it's that, and it's too much oil <clears> if you don't measure. Make sure that your bird doesn't. Uh, Displacement. Yes, displacement's what important.
2: Who did the displacement thing? The bathtub. Oh, who was that guy? I want to say Archimedes, but I don't think it was Archimedes. Did he yell Eureka? I think he yelled Eureka. <laughs> um, I think you...
1: <laughs> I remember that uh, story. Bro, anyway, well, yes. so your neighbor will deep fry. Yes. Um, but
0: you are going to go... I'm a more go tradition. And yeah. What does what your prep look like? What are you doing um, to the bird? It, it, it's pretty straightforward, you know, just... Uh, you get the the butter and onions and herbs under the skin of the oh. breast, and then just uh, yeah, basically little orange little uh, um, stuff in the in the pan or in the bird. Not not stuffed bird. I don't really like to do the full stuffed, but maybe a few things in there, fresh herbs. Yeah, uh, on a bed of onion, like halved onions, normally just to kind of keep it off the the bottom of the pan.
1: How many people are coming? I think we've got about eighteen twenty people. Okay. we
0: got yeah a couple other families or co- like small family units so joining na- us. Your neighbor, he's bringing
1: his deep fried yeah. bird. You're bringing they're your- they're doing all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be one big table. Is that how- yep. it, Is it at your house?
0: It's at our house, yeah. Whoa. We're going to set up some, some uh, folding tables that I'll probably have to grab- after this, putting my, put my van from the church and borrow. But anyway, <laughs> we have a couple, but we don't have probably enough. Anyway, um, and then uh, I think that the unique things that I'll probably do, more unique for some maybe, are the burgundy mushrooms, and then I'm going to make mm. my own cranberry sauce
3: Ooh,
0: uh, using dried cranberries. And I, I developed the recipe when we lived in Italy and could not get cranberries. Ooh. So now it's kind of become a, a tradition for me to make. So I oh, enjoy it. Nice. So, Impressive.
1: Yeah. Now, others in the house helping with the cooking, or is it on your shoulders?
0: Um, yeah, Linda does the mashed potatoes. Okay. I like. I I just relieve myself from that. It's too much work. I'm sure the children will help peel the potatoes. It is a lot of work. And it's a lot of work to peel yeah. potatoes. Um, yeah, it's made me think Builds maybe character. maybe instant is is the way to go. But there's nothing like fresh mashed
1: potatoes. If you do <laughs> but, the instant, don't tell anybody, and then that's see it. if they comment. It.
0: Right. Well, yeah. they're
1: especially good this year, Caleb. Well, thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Stuffing? But yeah. Stuffing? Uh,
0: yeah, we'll do stuffing. Uh, not in the bird, but yeah, just dressing, I guess, on the side. And gravy. I love making gravy. So. Stovetop out of the box or like? Uh, the dressing from scratch. will be stovetop out of the box. Uh, I've done from scratch. Um, my mom's got a great you know recipe, but I'm the box is pretty good stuff. It's uh, the boxes. Yeah. Boxes so are pretty okay. good.
1: If you've done, if it gets mushy, I don't like that, but if it gets a little bit of yeah. crunch in there, well, and so nice. I'll, I'll
0: do some, I'll do some fresh kind of mirequo first, you know, a little, at least onions and celery and whatnot, garlic and, and kind of you know, because that that just adds a little bit, elevates it a little bit. So we'll elevate even even packaged stuff has got to be elevated. So right, you can't uh, can't just leave it as it is.
1: Gravy, what kind of? Uh, do you have a special recipe you like, or just pretty it's straightforward? Pretty
0: straightforward. Use the drippings, and then if I don't have enough, I'll supplement with some either some turkey base or some mm. chicken base or something. So, Chris, are you a white meat guy or a dark meat
1: guy when it comes down to the bird? Are we assuming it's all
2: juicy and tender? Yeah, yes. let's yeah. assume okay. it's, it's
1: come out yeah, perfect.
2: Because if it... Yeah. I, I'm, I got really spoiled when we started doing some sous vide. Yeah, so I was going to say, turkey. we should talk oh, about your
0: experience because you which, sous vide the bird. Yeah. You do sous vide the bird.
2: My two favorite ways to do oh. a turkey are, one, the one that Kate was mentioning earlier to dispatch cock it, kind of cut that sternum out, flap it open, and stick it on your barbecue. Yeah, oh. I don't have a smoker, so I don't... I can't do the smoking. Do you cut the sternum out or do you
0: cut the back out?
3: Uh,
2: Keel bone. Yeah. So. The back? I don't know. Everybody I've seen cuts the back out. I'm not sure what that bone is. You're probably right. No, I think you're right. And then you flatten the breast. Yes. Okay. I didn't didn't know if there was another technique. No, I I got it backwards. My bird was upside down in my brain. You're right. Yes. But that's pretty good. But uh, for the best tasting turkey, though, you're not going to get that Norman Rockwell presentation. Mm. uh, The best turkey I've had was. with sous vide. So you have to break break the bird down, separate dark meat and light meat, and you cook them at different temperatures and for different lengths of time. Okay. But it's pretty amazing. What are the temps?
1: I'm <laughs> curious because I, 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 I had, have hadn't to look considered
2: sous eating a are bird. You, are you doing say, that this year? We're actually going to be sharing Thanksgiving with another family this oh. year and they're going to do the turkey. So, okay. there you go. so that'll be fun. All right. So so the sous-vide pre- it comes like out perfect, one. Oh,
1: perfectly yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that particular case, uh, do you what do you prefer? The 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 white meat or the gamier? Don't
2: I like meat. gamey, so I don't know that I actually have a really strong preference. I usually want to make sure there's both on my plate. So yeah, yeah I don't know if I, I have do a strong both preference. As well. And
1: yeah. then if something tends to be is ever overdone, that's what the gravy's there for. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> yes. Lots
2: of gravy. There's nothing right. wrong with making lots of gravy. It's uh, the you know, the culinary version of cock.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it yeah. just
2: yeah. fills in all the whoopses. That's right.
1: Um, I wanted to ask you guys about leftovers, but I don't want to jump off Thanksgiving Day yet because I am curious about this. Mm. You're <laughs> going to have a big gathering of folks, Caleb. Yep. I'm going to be part of a large gathering tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, you're getting together with another family. Are there certain, given the current events going on, are there certain topics that you're dreading coming up or that you think, Ooh, Maybe not at Thanksgiving, are there certain taboo <laughs> subjects, even as I asked the question, does something come to mind <laughs> and and, and, and well, i was I was almost going to extend it to people you wish for, that weren't there, but that's that's rather that's rather harsh. We're not going to do that here on the porch, but uh, <laughs> more <laughs> to the subject veganism, cer- veganism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not talking about veganism believe no. it or not I was at a, a problem i was at a I went back to school. Um, oh man, early two thousands was the first time I went back to school. And so Anita was elsewhere. We were married, but she was elsewhere and I was down there. So for Thanksgiving, I went to a friend's house there outside LA and, uh, and as we were stuffing ourselves, silly, no pun intended on the stuffing, um, the whole subject of veganism came up only nice. in LA would this happen. And, uh, it was <laughs> the first time I was introduced to this phrase. One of the, f- one of the young guys there said, I'm a vegan, but non-practicing, which I thought was fantastic, nice. <laughs> but that was over Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
1: Uh, how many, is there, I mean, everybody talks politics. Everybody talks the cultural struggle that we're within. Uh, do you think these are the sorts of things Are there certain events that may come up at your Thanksgiving meal? And, and if so, how do you, how do you think you, you'd want to handle it?
2: Yeah, I'm actually, with the family we're hanging out with, not anticipating that it's actually going to be the topic of conversation, which can be kind of refreshing. Yeah. Um, And it's not that I don't enjoy even talking about such things, but it's good to be reminded that there are other topics out there. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) some of that depends on just kind of the crowd you're in and how uh, passionate people are about different things. So it's it's interesting... It can be tricky to read a crowd. Uh, sometimes it feels like these, these days uh, what used to be a, a field with a couple minds in it is now almost <laughs> impossible tr- to traverse. Oh, uh, for
1: sure. I mean, there, there's the problem is there's even some funny stuff that's happening in current events, mm-hmm. maybe in kind of a dark way. It's funny. Um, but my goodness, <laughs> you might bring it up in an effort to bring some levity into the Conversation and and all of a sudden, five minutes later, you find yourself gnarled up in a landmine. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: what are the, what are the topics, Caleb, that are going to come up at your Thanksgiving feast? Um, mm. that, that that you think are likely to come up and and are are there any that you wish wouldn't?
0: Yeah, we're going to be a bit of a mixed yeah. a bit of a mixed crowd as far as backgrounds and things. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we'll. I mean, we'll probably talk a bit about. Different cultures, traditions, things like that, just because we've got, we're gonna have uh, a couple of uh, people from the, from, England with us from the, from the from the motherland. So no, if the war like the there. rebellion comes up, that could be a touchy <laughs> subject. Yeah, I, I don't think I think we'll maybe talk more just you know first Thanksgiving kind of thing and having fun because they haven't they haven't experienced a lot of that that I know of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably talk that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, Thanksgiving military, was invented by British. I mean, they weren't well, really true. Americans we were a colony at that point. Yeah. though. So we've got so. a. Uh, it's true. We, we've got uh, we've got the um. So we've got a an Air Force and uh and a ex Marine slash National Guard slash um, Army guy. So he'll be That's he'll a lot be of there. Firepower, and then uh, the, the Air Force guy, our neighbors. Actually, he's he's an invited anyone who wants to, who doesn't have a place to go to come as well. So we may have a, an interesting mix. So there might be some, might be some some military, some uh, some active duty. You know uh, tour stories and stuff, depending on, on where people have, where people have been.
1: What do you do? Let mean, the hottest news item of the last month has been the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Hmm. Um, I think I was sharing with you guys earlier that like, even at home, I was kind of, I was curious cause we don't, we don't run the news. Like we don't have news on the TV at the house. Um, not necessarily by choice, but the TV's hardly ever on. <laughs> There's just too mm-hmm. much other stuff going until later in the evening. Um, so I asked uh, my 15 year old uh, yesterday. In fact, we were all in the mm-hmm. kitchen just kind of, we we're trying to make some semblance of a, of a family get together on a busy day. So I asked uh, her, I said, have you heard of someone named Kyle Rittenhouse? She said, yeah. And I said, "Really? What did you, what have you heard?" Because I was, I was more of me kind of. It's been dominating the news waves, but the kids aren't tuned into that. And so she said that she was at a, a gathering of young people, Christian gathering of young people, and that this had come up as a prayer request. Someone had a prayer request that the jury would. Mm. So this is leading up to the that the jury would make the right decision and find mm. him uh, and acquit him. Which mm. and I said, "Wow, that." Uh, that's interesting, and then she said. So then I went and I looked it up online, and the only things I could find when I googled it were like USA Today and New York Times, and they're talking about how this guy's a white supremacist. So mm. I said, "Wow!" So I said, "Well, your Christian friend, you pretty? Sh- do you think? Do you think if this guy is a white supremacist that that she would be offering up her prayer request, that he would be acquitted?" She's like, "No, I'm positive she wouldn't." Mm. <laughs> so we got into this whole conversation about perception and how like one view, it just seems to yet be yet one more tribalistic <laughs> view of, and and the certain folks that are really into the facts, mm. it probably paid attention to what the case actually included, because it was all televised <laughs> and reported on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. That there That's a group that tended to think, okay, this is a clear cut case of self-defense or whatever. And then there's this other group that doesn't seem to be actually knowledge about what happened and they are convinced this guy was a, a murderer and racist and all this stuff. So, um, led to a good conversation with not only my 15 year old, but the other two as well. And, and how does a Christian navigate, how should a Christian approach these things? I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm almost positive. No one's going to mean ill, but I know this is going to come up in my Thanksgiving tomorrow, which I wish it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Cause I'd rather just chill and talk about food, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh question for you guys. I mean, when, when something like this comes up that could be volatile, even if, even if it's not a bad subject, mm-hmm. um, how do you, how do you guys think, how do you steer this? How do you manage <laughs> this conversation uh, in a way that you're not dodging it? Cause I don't think as Christian men, we, do- we ought to dodge anything either. We ought to, we ought to walk in the wisdom that we have because of the Holy spirit and God's word into these Topics and and speak truth, but how do you do that in Mm -hmm. a way that it doesn't end up feeling like, oh boy, Chris is sermonizing again, or (laughs) Caleb's monologuing, or Nate's pontificating? (laughs) You know, whatever (laughs) verb you pick.
2: Well, if that's not an option, then I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Kind
1: of hard for a sermonator to not sermonize.
2: I think so part of it is realizing that a lot of these discussions are are proxy wars for other issues, mm. uh, and so uh, a lot of the heat of of emotion around Kyle Rittenhouse is not around Kyle as an individual per se, but it's because of what Kyle is believed to represent uh, on for both the left and for the right, and mm-hmm. so they're they're rooting one way or another for this case because they want the larger war to move in their direction as they see it. And so I think that's one thing that can be helpful is, uh, trying to, trying to at least early in the conversation, uncover what, what the issue is for the person. And so, you know, Hey, I really, this Kyle guy, whatever it is. Wow. Okay. Um, why do you see that as such an important issue right now? Or what, what is it about that case that stands out to you so much? And then we'll find out what we're talking about. And so that, that can change things very quickly. Cause I just feel like there's this pattern in our country of racism and I feel like the white people are always getting away with it and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So that's, that's, that's That's what you're reacting to. And, and why do you, you know, how, how have you seen that become an issue? What do you, what do you think would help our country to heal? How can we, and if that's where, you know, if we can move it off of that particular issue, then that can be helpful to then discussing things that we may actually have a lot of agreement about, or they may discover, you know, somebody says, Hey, I, I think uh, Kyle Rittenhouse should be acquitted. Um, oh really, why is that? Um, it's actually not because, you know, I, I want all white supremacists to go free. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, really? I figured that was the only reason somebody would want Kyle Rittenhouse to be acquitted. Well, maybe there's other issues that they're also seeing involved that we think facts should matter and that um, we shouldn't have trial by fury instead of trial by jury, to use one of the common Ooh, catchphrases a- that are going around, a- you know. Yeah. So um, surfacing those issues, I think, can can be helpful because then we're listening to each other and we're trying to understand each other and I think that's also what makes a big difference about whether or not you're afraid of these topics coming up at at your Thanksgiving table or not is if a person's coming with an issue to fire a salvo with the intent of winning winning a conflict over the Thanksgiving dinner, that's unhelpful. Mm-hmm. There should only be one fatality at Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) That's (laughs) right. That turkey. And lots of mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. But if what a person is bringing is this is is what's on my heart, this is what I'm passionate about, if that can be channeled instead of into a a war between the, the pros and the cons on the issue, if it can be channeled into a discussion of the things that we see as important and the things that we're concerned about, because that that can then be more easily steered towards things that are profitable about, yeah, I think we can all agree that we want this to be a country that where where we do love each other, where we're not so divided and uh, Thanksgiving, even as a holiday can, can be a reminder of the, the opportunity. Or we do want this to be a country where we don't descend into lawlessness and we don't descend into a mob mentality that we we do want to value. Uh, what actually, you know, reality and what actually happened in the rule of law and um, and just th- those are conversations where we can find a lot more agreement.
1: I like that idea of, and it's probably not just for Thanksgiving, but in general, I'm um... When there's political fervor entering a conversation, mm-hmm. asking questions to uncover what's the real issue. Because like you said, so it's uh, the problem with proxy wars. People forget what the real war is. Mm. <laughs> like they yeah. get so caught up. I mean, it's happened in, in the, the epic Cold War struggle between the United States and, and the Soviet Union and, and the the third world, mm-hmm. especially the Latin world. Was a major proxy war area. There's great books written on this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's one called "The World Was Going Our Way," and it was a KGB's KGB view on they thought they were winning in Latin America, and then suddenly it's it swung a different way. But it is interesting. So when you're when you're in, in, in that context, that book coming coming to mind, <clears throat> there were idea based, worldview based struggles coming out of Latin America that were being seated by both sides and, and, and so in a sense it was not representing what people actually thought in these areas. It was all being, you know, again, the problem with proxy wars is you forget what the real struggle is. Yeah. So asking questions mm-hmm. is a good way to hopefully diffuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other thing too. There's some folks, if they want to argue, that's, that's a pointless conversation. Uh, so yeah. people are just trying to make small talk and that's mm-hmm. their hobby is keeping in touch with the news and
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. 'Cause you can see especially with this Kyle Rittenhouse case in the culture, um at, and you know, like, use that term loosely just to say what you're gonna typically run into as a as a popular presentation of the of the topic. Mm-hmm. So not reading the actual official court documents, but you know, the news headlines, the Twitter reactions, the 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 quick takes on um late night comedy talk shows that pretend to be news shows. You know, that that sort of a thing. <laughs> Uh the, the language around this is not is not the language of, of honest inquiry, the language is not the, the language of um, of law and order. It's it's all the language of of factiousness, uh, of, of tribalism, of of emotion. And and that's where, you know, as as Christians we, when we approach a topic like this if you're around your Thanksgiving table, yeah, you, read, you redirect it from war to conversation. But I think I'll, you mentioned like how do as Christians, we just navigate these things. I think it's really important that we're teaching our children that when it comes to any discussion of justice, it's really, really important that we don't let how emotionally we feel about something be considered an argument, a judicial argument, Mm -hmm. right? That doesn't, we don't get to do that. The facts matter. Uh, Hearing both sides of a case matters a lot. What the law actually is matters a lot. Uh, and, And those are the things that we need to look at. And so when you hear one side of a story, whether it's a side you like or whether it's a side you don't like, we can't just fly off and say, charge, you know, stop. Okay. Well, what, what else do we not know? And so uh, with, with this Kyle Rittenhouse case for, uh, you know, as the most immediate example, it was interesting how quickly people on both sides knew exactly how the trial was supposed to turn out. (laughs) And it's like, there's just so much going on here that, that we don't likely have access to at this point. You know, the, we had the, the case has not worked its way through the trial. We haven't gone through discovery. The evidence it hasn't been presented. Um, there's intricacies of firearm laws, that federal ones, state ones, multiple state ones, and um, definitions of self-defense. And, and there's so many different things at play here that all require a pretty detailed level of knowledge that we just don't have access to. Yeah. And as Christians, we have to be very quick to acknowledge when we don't have access to that information because that's the only context in which justice can, can be attempted at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if we're willing to bandwagon an issue like this, what's going to happen when the culture is really mad at you, mm. Yeah, you know, and, and you're saying, but the facts are on my side. But what if you've already, even in your own life, in your own heart, succumbed to a pattern where the fact pattern doesn't actually matter if we already know how this is supposed to end. Mm. That's that, scary. That issue about feelings.
1: Uh when you were describing that, you know, and you get you you're presented a side of a s of a story um and you in we all have this, or your emotion immediately kicks in, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. What came to mind as you were talking about that is is this thought that often, often your first emotion is wrong. Often, Mm -hmm. at least in my case, most of the time, if I, if I don't, if I don't go, or I should say it changes, right? When you go to (laughs) collect more of the other side (laughs) of the story, or maybe there's multiple sides. The situation that came to mind was when uh, the prophet Nathan (laughs) goes to (laughs) uh, King David and King David, of course, had sinned with Bathsheba. And then in order to cover up his own sin, had murdered, had her husband murdered. That was the original mic drop, wasn't it? I think I, Nathan <laughs> was the original mic dropper. And so Nathan Prophet Nathan goes before the king and um, and confronts wow. him, but he confronts him in a in probably the most effective way possible, which was to tell a story about an injustice that had happened in the kingdom. And he tells mm-hmm. this story about um, a rich man taking away from, from a poor neighbor. And, and anyway, I, I don't need to mm-hmm. recap that. I'm assuming, presuming our audience knows the, the facts of the story. Well, David, hears this story of injustice about this wealthy neighbor that a is story about justice. And you're presuming people know the facts. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, anyway, I'll, I'll jump yes. on, over that, uh, that no hurdle. But and David, of course, is instantly outraged. You know, who is this wealthy man who has stolen? his poor neighbor's only animal to serve a feast and, and, and who is this? And of course, Nathan says, thou art the man. Yes. And, um, at risk of his own life, uh, you have to take, you know, Nathan Mm -hmm. didn't know how that would turn out, but it just goes Mm -hmm. to show that oftentimes when we are presented a, 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 side of the story or a story, we jump up and there's a sense of injustice. And I think we oftentimes, um, risk that we have, we are becoming the very thing that we're outraged about. Mm. Um, I think that's hugely important to, to take a breath, ask questions, understand my emotions. God gave them to me, but they, I can't let them drive me. Um, I've got to, I've got to get the whole view here. Caleb. what do you, in your, I mean, you, you and your family are so You're great examples of evangelistic outreach and community engagement in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Are there, in that kind of setting um, do, is you're preparing not only the food, but probably your mind and your heart for unsaved neighbors that are coming and other people coming. Sure. Are there certain things that, you know, that you certain things that you're thinking about that you may wanna, want to want uh, to, to weave into the conversations mm-hmm. to engage, to engage with your neighborhood?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's general, you know whether it's here, or Italy, or wherever you're at. I mean, there's there's general there's a general sense that that things are broken, and I I think that that is a great opportunity for the gospel. I mean, you know, whether right or wrong, whether you know whatever side of the written house case you're on, whatever side of whatever you're on, looking at the thing that happened down in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where I went to Bible school and, and lived for a number of years. you know. right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, and I got a ton of friends, even friends that still live there. But have you um, ever been to that Christmas parade? Uh, I've never been to the Christmas parade, and they, you know, that since I, it's been a while since I've been there. I'm not that young anymore. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but 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 uh, they uh, they've also really redone Waukesha downtown area since when I was in Bible school to when you know to nowadays. So there's a lot more that happens down there. But um, but anyway, all that to say, wh- whatever is going on, the the coronavirus and austria and 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 everywhere you know that yeah Austria's going into lockdowns now Slovakia is going into lockdowns ninety days. Mm-hmm. you know we're gonna start seeing that it's probably gonna happen here, so whatever the issue is masks, whatever it is i mean there there's there's a I think a sense that we can all get to of you know man this is broken and it needs fixing, and then you know how and when will that happen? there's a tension there and and it, it provides opportunities to discuss to discuss that. Um. Even if not specifically, you know, jumping into the gospel, but to to hopefully, you know, guide the conversations that direction. Um. So, and and that's not just for unsafe friends. That's for my kids. That's for everybody to mm-hmm. be able to say, man, we need to be looking for, for you know, <laughs> for when things will be set right and how will that ever happen? And, and you know, I think there's an angst we're looking for. Mm. So I don't know. I guess that's that's probably one of the things that I always try and think about in whatever the conversation that comes up is. Is, is there an angle at which we can arrive there? Do you guys do any singing at your – I mean, that
1: might be difficult mm-hmm. with guests, but do you do any singing as
0: part of your no, celebration? My, my family used to – I mean, in the boarding school I grew up in in, in Bolivia um, when we were in boarding school – we sang uh, Turkey Land, which was a, you know, a, a song, a song. That How does it go? Would you, would, would goes, you indulge
1: tur- us with tur- a few, a few bars? Oh boy. oh
0: boy. Just sing it a little bit too fast, a little bit too slow so we don't get oh, yeah. caught by the It's uh, not, it's not a song that's probably anywhere been recorded. I don't know oh, fantastic. where it came from. I, I don't oh, so think, this was like, like a school special. It's like, like a school special. Let me just, uh, me look up the words real quick. Somebody just posted them. Um, oh boy. Turkey I took I a picture of it, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, it goes nice. something like, you know, Turkeyland, gobble, 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 turkey land,
3: da, da, da.
0: Anyway, turkey land, gobble, gobble, <laughs> yes. gobble, 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 turkey land. But there's a, there's a whole verse about, you know. I could play the um, da, da, da
1: part, you know. Here, <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: let me, uh, let me I, I'm going to find it here really quickly. Here we go. Uh, it goes, uh, the night before Thanksgiving Day, I went to bed real good. I said my prayers and then good night, as every good child should. But just before I dropped asleep, he'll laugh to hear me say, I dreamed I was in Turkey land and twas Thanksgiving day. Oh, 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 Turkey land. That's what that jumps in. Um, anyway, and then the the next verse. song was
2: written by somebody who runs
0: the boarding house, not by one yeah. of the kids. Who- uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm pretty> sure. <laughs> uh, old father, Turkey, stern and proud, sat at a great long table and every time he wanted food, he'd gobble, gobble, gobble. And then, oh dear, to my surprise, now what could be the matter? They had me roasted to a turn and laid upon a platter. Uh, kind of a roll, a roll reversal in, 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 they, in, Turkey land. We are the turkeys uh, be, being uh, eaten anyway. Um, nice. But my, uh, my dad's family sings a song called Come and Dine. It's actually uh, him. but, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's, they do that not just for Thanksgiving, but really time they gather for a, uh, uh yeah. No what, is, what is what does the yeah. aftermath look like for you guys?
1: Uh so you you've you've, you've <laughs> met whether it's one o'clock, three mm-hmm. o'clock, you've you've feasted <laughs> and celebrated and um and now you've waddled your way or rolled your way home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is what does the aftermath look like?
2: What does Thursday night look like at your house? Pretty chill. Um yeah, I I don't have a lot of don't have a lot of traditions. There's not... We haven't been a big like Black Friday family. I know some Thursday is Black Friday prep day. Always getting their lists and their mm. strategies and when the store is open and what line they're going to stand in and <laughs> all that jazz. But the, trip, I know, the growing, trip to yeah. fan doesn't allow me to think strategically <laughs> Thursday night. <and> <laughs> I think about. that's part of the strategy. <laughs> <is Yeah>. Let's <laughs> make sure get these people when they're not making the best decisions. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know, growing up, it wasn't uncommon. If there was like a good college game on or something to kind of sit around the family room and watch some college football or something, or. In the NFL? Huh?
0: Not NFL?
1: Is there a game? Maybe it there's was NFL? There's, there's yeah, there's Which three games. Are See, I haven't paid any attention. Who's I do know.
0: Detroit. Uh, Maybe it was NFL. I don't know. Is it uh, Texas? Texas? I don't Texans? I'll ask Katie when I get home. She's a so fan not an big NFL. Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys fans. probably. Playing. So we like
2: watch the Super Bowl <laughs> usually and then uh, occasionally okay. on. On Thanksgiving, if there was a fun game on, we'd watch yeah, there's, that.
0: There's like a 9 a.m., a one, and there's like a five mm-hmm. something p.m. Um, yeah,
1: there's a funny movie. I I did not know we had a tradition, but the kids informed me that we do have a tradition, Dad. And I think it it's gonna be on Friday. Have you guys seen this movie called Free Birds? <laughs> no, I'm that, no. <laughs> i have not seen that. I I heard about it. It's a. Um, I saw it on. It, yeah, it's um, it's about. It's it's a cartoon and it's about the tar- a turkey that gets pardoned by the president, Oh. and then this whole thing goes down. Luke, I think Luke Wilson is the uh, is the voice of the turkey. So you'll hmm. hear some, you know big stars. You hear their voices, <laughs> but the the real idea of the movie is uh, I don't want to be a spoil because I know you guys are just going to immediately man, leave here man. and go watch this thing. I know what I'm doing um, tonight, no doubt. Uh, is is that the turkeys have they they want to go back in time to their first Thanksgiving to save all the turkeys. Oh, nice! Oh, and, okay. uh, and 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 replace the turkey meal with something else. And and anyway,
2: if uh, well, yeah, help push uh, Ben Franklin's uh, there yeah. motion over the line, and then we can have roast bald eagle, bald eagle. <laughs> yes, For Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, uh, in this case, in Freebirds, it ends up being pizza. Uh, Pizza. They the, the introduced Brilliant. to the to the to the clo- the. the- the colonial types and the, uh, that would have done it. That would have done it. (laughs) That I think pizza could be the secret to world peace. (laughs) I was thinking years ago uh, (laughs) when we were first having in Iraq and we were embroiled there and it was horrible and it was a Mm. clash of cultures. I thought, man, they just need to start, keep building more fast food restaurants and video rental places. And this is what peace comes from. I was wrong on that. Obviously we, we should have put pizza huts in
3: Mm. and, Mm. uh, and
1: that might've helped. But, uh, I do think food brings us people together. That's kind of oh, the cool yeah. thing it about thir- tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so that's, uh, so no, no real tradition spinning out, chilling out Thursday night. Um, now let me, the black Friday thing. I was, I was actually always kind of a, I, I didn't get into it. Okay. I think I went out one black Friday to buy a big toolbox at Sears back when Ooh, Sears nice. still existed. Hmm. And, um, um, but I know some people get into it and I know there's actually some pre-shopping, there's shopping going on Thursday nights now. Now I used to, I will admit, I used to kind of be scornful of that within my own mind, like, mm-hmm. Oh, how terrible. But somebody did make a comment recently that I thought, well, I hadn't thought about that before. And it was, uh, it was a, a mom who said, you know, Thanksgiving day is kind of a brutal day for us. There's all this prep in the morning. Mm-hmm there's all this cleanup that you get some help with and she, and she makes the point. She says, it's actually kind of fun to like just go out with my friends and do something else <laughs> mm. yeah, in, in the evening there. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have encountered this at all, especially cause I, I, I am a consumer on Thanksgiving. Mm. I'm not really a, a provider. I hadn't mm. even thought about this before. Like, is there a chance for, for I mean, Caleb, you're going to do a lot of food prep chance yeah. for you
0: to chill later in the day tomorrow. And yeah, I'll probably zonk out. We'll play some games or watch some football. Or, mm-hmm. but yeah. Puzzle. Um, we have a puzzle here. We this year. used to. Do you? Mm-hmm. Nice. So we used to. I mean, we used to, like you're mentioning, but we used to, you know. Afterward, we'd my uh, Thanksgiving, wherever it was, then we'd my brother come back to my place or whatever, and we'd or vice versa, and we'd you know go through all the all the you know the newspaper. I mean, you had to pick up a newspaper on Thanksgiving, and so you go through the newspaper, look at all the ads, oh, you know, man, and yeah. you circle the things that you were interested in, and then you guys would make a plan to like where you're gonna go, mm-hmm. and you know, and and you know, we'd hit the one or two big items we wanted somewhere, and then you'd you know try and get in line for that, and and that was back, back kind of in the day. the you when, ever like, camp out? Well, so we went. Would we go like late because they like Best Buy opened at midnight or something, right? And so we went like eight o'clock and got in line and you know stood there in the, in the freezing for for four hours to get. You in know, Sp- to- yeah, I was saying in Spokane. That's uh, yeah, that's commitment. That was the the yeah, Best in Buy of North. In
1: Miami, it's okay, right? It's a little, <laughs> yeah. little warm actually. But they actually so then here.
0: came through the line. And they would ask, "Hey, what's your number one thing you're here for?" And we only have a limited number of them. This is back, and they would just give you a ticket.
3: Okay. For
0: that item, like I was looking for a digital camera that was—it's probably awful now, like you know, an eight megapixel camera or something, five megapixel. Cameras, nice. Something that was, you know, <laughs> digital camera that we got. And but anyway, that was that was uh, the the hot item that year, and so we were getting a digital camera, which was was new since digital cameras were new back then, and they didn't exist on phones. So <laughs> anyway, we, uh, I remember doing that, but then, then everything else was like, let's go to Walgreens and pick up, you know, a lipstick for our wife's stock. You, you, see, you know, little stuff that, you know, was, you know, good deals, but there was like more stocking stuffer type kind of things. How so. big is the stocking stuffer at your house? I know I'm jumping to <laughs> December
2: now. Whoa, but whoa, whoa. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> well, we got to start stocking <laughs> My up, kids right? have been, decorating for Christmas. Christmas. Take- uh, <laughs> uh, 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 nope. Nope, I've been holding wow. holding the line. Do you hold on Friday? Is that the, your...
0: Yeah, come on. Okay. There's rules for oh, a no, reason. I got, I got to start it. No, anytime after the first snow. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, the, the, that's the rule. Yeah. Is that the Spokane, that's, rule? That's a Spokane rule? That's the Spokane rule. See, in Marysville, that cool. wouldn't work. I like that I grew up. But yeah, it's probably true. Okay. And,
1: and now, have we technically had... I mean, I've had snow at my house. You guys, have you had anything? Probably not
2: like you have at your house. You're a little higher than we are. Just my kids bit, made yeah. about an eight-inch tall snowman yesterday. Eight-inch tall? Yes, it was. It was very yeah, intimidating.
0: We, we had some that kind of stayed on the grass and made it like a frosted grass, but I don't think we really had any
1: we had, actual sticking. We had our first um, snow dispute at the house last night. So we got back <laughs> from uh, uh, the kids. The kids actually had a WANA this week. I was surprised. I thought everything would get canceled this week. So they, and the kids, um, uh, two of them are actually more helping. Serve, and then the uh, youngest, Mandy, she's like, you know, I forget what the names of the classes are now. But uh, we get back and a, a a little snowball fight, probably closer to a slush ball fight, breaks out in our driveway and front yard there. And that's fine. I go. I, I didn't want to get hit. So I, I went in the house and I'm saying hi to the dog and everything. And and then I hear in the other room, like I obviously angry voices And, and kind of like when kids go into (laughs) legal argument mode, there's a certain tone, right? That all comes crashing into the house. Um, and, and I can't quite hear what's going on, but there's a lot of drama.
2: Somebody threw a non regulation snowball? Yeah, well
1: well, I get in there. I get in, Nita's managing, she's playing intermediary, and I get in and, and as soon as they see dad, now they're gonna appeal to the Supreme Court, which which of course Nita is part of, so I don't understand why it makes any difference.
2: But um, Are you more lenient? Uh, you know, it depends. Are you the conservative or the liberal judge?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you that I have my hot buttons, right? So a lot of okay. time, and, and for me, the hot buttons tend to like, we're, we're, we're litigating. For example, last night, we're litigating, um, the headshot that Mandy just got. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So that's the real problem is. something like a cold red. slush ball in the air. And. And she's angry that there was a headshot, but she also started the snowball fight. So I'm, um. I'm I'm beginning to tell her now. I'm not all about who started it, but there are certain activities like a snowball fight that you're going to get hit. It's going to be nasty. Yeah. And 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 her whole thing was that that it wasn't equitable. And I'm 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 using the word equitable. She threw a snowball. Jack threw one back. It was back and forth until the a truce was requested and a truce was agreed. And then there were headshots. And I, I, I'm pointing out that Hmm. there aren't in a snowball fight. It is, it is all out war. And so you're, it's going to happen. So, Hmm. I mean, the fact that there was a headshot and then a quickly, um, Jack, when he goes into defending himself mode, He's got like a new tone now that he's a teenager, and it's not a, it's not a disrespectful tone. It's kind of a condescending, I'm going to drop down an octave, and I'm going to rise above the fray, and I'm going to take the high road. By blaming everyone else but myself.
2: <laughs> but there's
1: a tone there, so he's doing it. It's anyway. a tone
2: that's been cultivated over millennia <laughs> no, to drive little sisters up a wall. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, Dad. I, I, you know she's getting a little dramatic, Dad. And I'd like to, I'd like to stick to the facts, which, of course, is just a <laughs> passive way of <laughs> ticking her off. No, she was uh, getting
2: dramatic. Now she's plotting murder. <laughs> yeah, I think every older brother knows oh, how to do man. that.
1: So anyway, we worked our way. So the, so we did have, we did have a. Enough snow to have a slush ball battle that didn't go. go well, but we were able to go back to there are certain rules and that when you start a war, <laughs> uh, don't expect it's going to be fair. And the whole idea of snowball fights is not equity. This is not the British and the French lining up on the f- battle, the field of battle, taking turns shooting at each other. <laughs> this is all out guerrilla warfare, as is. Beautifully shown in in the movie Last of the Mohicans, mm-hmm. um, or any number of films about the colonial or the Revolutionary War period. So anyway, mm. don't you know go. how I got on. I think we're talking about snow. So yeah, that was the fun <laughs> thing last night. And oh, well, back to my my hot buttons. Maybe you guys have these too. I was less interested in in I was in basically litigating the snowball thing. I was much more interested in the fact that Mandy was pretty. While very upset, and I get it, she got one in the side of the head, nobody likes that. Instant rage, right? Um, she was pretty straightforward on what happened. Jack was much more trying to argue his way through by um, tactics. Now, mm. let me ask you guys, okay, we're, we're off the subject here at Thanksgiving, <laughs> but with your kids, when a gross, well, let's just say a misdemeanor, not even a felony has happened, <laughs> and you're trying to get to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. do your kids in order to avoid answering the question, like to harp on little details? Well, that depends what you mean by is, Dad. Um, Or no, it wasn't 50%. You know, I don't have that. By the way, this reminds me of pretty much every congressional hearing that we hear Mm -hmm. about, right? Yeah. I don't have that number in front of me right now, You shouldn't be allowed
2: to be in Congress until you've parented, because you need to realize that nothing has changed between your four five, 10, 15 year fifteen-year-old, and Congress is just our vocabulary is bigger and you're more petty. Right. Yes. Right. I love the
1: non answers. Right. And this happened last night and this was where I, I realized I, a hot topic had been hit mm-hmm. As in, in, in some of the back and forth it was um, well, no dad, I didn't start it. Okay. Uh, just trying to understand what happened mm-hmm. here. And then it turned out he was using a different definition of the word start. <laughs> Than, than I and the rest of the English speaking world were using. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Those are the hot topics for me. Is is when you're yeah. trying to deceive using <laughs> tactics and just yeah, around that does really not happen. go well.
2: Uh, we kind of make uh, you know one way we, we we've tried to train our children with some of that stuff is when these altercations take place. Okay, let's bring the principal parties into the room here, and then I'll pick one and say, okay. Give me the, give me the series of events that took place. Give me the facts. And then if they say, well, stop. Nope. I I understand you're upset. You may have good reason to be, but right now we're getting the facts out. And so I won't even allow them to continue until they can turn the emotion knob off. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Okay. Then you tell me the series of events and then the other sibling, but that's not what it stop. You don't get to interrupt. Finish your version of events. Okay, so they get to tell their version of events all the way through. Then I'll ask the other sibling, is that how it took place? And then sometimes they'll reluctantly say, well, yeah.
1: Oh, they do say that
2: sometimes. (laughs) Or they'll say, no, this part was wrong. And then they will give their their edits. And then I will go back to the first sibling. (laughs) So, is that correct? And then you can pretty quickly drill down to the, the key detail that they may have a different perception on. And then you can work through that. Or they begin to realize this is going to take all day. Mm. If we don't mm-hmm. just agree on what the facts of the case were. <laughs> and then you can validate their emotional experience to the degree that that's appropriate. Like I understand why that was really frustrating. Like I understand why that really hurt. Um, Cause yeah, that your emotional outburst makes sense. But it may not have been warranted, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. and work through. But I think that's that's helped over time is that that process goes faster and faster as they get older because they they just realize Papa is so stubborn on this. He's willing to hold court all day until we give mm-hmm. the straight mm-hmm. version of the facts and uh, and that I think is a really important exercise for children to go through. And yeah, I don't want to give the impression that like.
1: This sounds very orderly, Chris. I'm I'm Um, impressed. I mean, we
2: try to, but (laughs) I also, I mean, we're a real family. And so it's it's rarely as uh, neat and tidy as it sounds on a podcast. But uh, I do think that's been a beneficial exercise and I think it's the kind of exercise that is important in parenting because your children are going to have emotionally provocative experiences for the rest of their life. And how they are to understand and then respond to those emotionally provocative circumstances is rarely going to be a direct implication of the emotion, it's, and that's part of the Christian faith. Is saying uh, we don't trust our hearts, we don't trust our emotions, not because emotions are evil, but because the, our hearts that produce those emotions aren't so aren't something that we can predict to do the right thing. Uh, what matters is truth, and then we need to start conforming our emotions and our experience to that truth. And and so to have have that. Relentless pursuit of what is reality as part of the, the the discipleship of our children is really valuable, especially in our culture right now that is so pathos driven. Because mm. I think that pendulum is going to be swinging back at some point. Yeah, it will. And Christians should be, all, we should be way out front. And it's really frustrating to see um, evangelicalism lurching towards emotionalism even in institutions, we have talked in before about even things like the Southern Baptist Convention and places where mm. they've been real holdouts and sticklers for, for theology and doctrine for the last decade or so. And they're lurching in an experiential direction, I think, just in time to once again be on the trailing <laughs> edge of a cultural correction back in the other, <laughs> the other direction. That's the problem of being at the
1: end of the you know in, in reaction, right? You're always at the end of a tale and something else is, and that's where the church ought not to be. Right. To no be independent of the culture, certainly not oblivious of it. No. Um, yeah, but I, 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 um, I think that's but
2: committed to reality.
1: Yeah. That, there you go. Like this whole thing about my truth, your truth, um, mm-hmm. my narrative, my world. And it's funny, this term narrative, it really, yeah. it's a, it's just a new mm-hmm. shorthand for worldview. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, uh, and the way I interpret the world around me and the way, the way, and I think this is something that we talked about as a potential future topic on one of our shows is this, this widening gap between reality and rhetoric, what people say. And they seem to think that mm-hmm. it's that connecting the two is not nearly as important as it
2: is. Well, I think one of the reasons why narrative has come in so strong is people have begun to realize that your view of reality goes somewhere. And so what, what, what story am I in? What, uh am I in the beginning of my story, the middle of my story, the end of my story? Is it a good story? Is it a bad story? Am I the hero, the villain? Am I incidental? Uh your view of the world is not something that you can just hang on the wall. I found it, I framed it, it's moving somewhere. And so narrative describes mm. that arc to your understanding of what worldview is doing. And and then you get into all the different uh challenges. Once you've decided what story you're in, now you have to go back and retroactively fit all the data to fit the arc of the story you've decided you're in. And as Christians, we're not saying, no, we should cancel the narrative. We're just saying the narrative is revealed. God Mm -hmm. gave us the beginning. He gave us the middle and he gave us the end. And he told us we're on this arc and this is what it's supposed to look like and what it consists of. And so as Christians, we love narrative, but we love the narrative that was revealed to us as the objective narrative of reality. And, and as, again, as Christians, I'm just frustrated when it seems like we're going to get, we throw all this stuff out the window just in time for the world to say, you know, that was actually a really good idea. Right.
1: <laughs> and so, well, that's, um, there, you know, it's the, this is a turbulent time. We don't need to, we've talked probably mm-hmm. who knows how many shows about the turbulence. Uh, yeah. But it's not, there's it's painful mm-hmm. and it's sad. It's frustrating, but it is interesting. Even the people that would probably view us as enemies, people that adhere to, uh, um, uh, an anti Christian, mm-hmm. certainly an anti Jesus worldview. There's still something good in there. The fact that we have generations of people that now care about the narrative like the uh, We, we, we mm-hmm. kidded earlier, um, About the outsource generation. Yeah. Um, the previous generations of probably over the past, uh, 50, 60 years that deferred to authority because they assumed they were experts. And, and I think that's fallen apart. Now you've got people that don't want to outsource anymore. Like they, I I want to understand this. And the the explanation that I'm hearing from the status quo is unsatisfactory. So Mm -hmm. as a Christian, I mean, certainly there's elements to that that are violent, and destructive and we ought not to give into that, but it is interesting because it does speak to the heart of what some of the people that are trying to tear Mm -hmm. down our country, what are they, what is their nirvana? What Mm -hmm. are they trying to accomplish and need to represent Jesus
2: in the midst of all that, not a political structure. Well, and part of what we're also seeing is (laughs) let's say you've got this room in your house and there's a wall there and you find the wall problematic and you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to rebuild this? Um, it's a lot easier to pull out the sledgehammer and just knock that wall down and be like, well, the first thing that needs to happen is that wall's got to go, mm. <laughs> right? Let's hope it was structural. <laughs> exactly, and then we'll figure out what to do next. Right. Well, A, did you evaluate whether or not that wall was actually what's holding your roof up? Uh-huh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: That's a great, um, and, great then, and then B, have you made the preparations for the very costly, difficult process of rebuilding? Because mm-hmm. if you've done any home remodeling, you know you're going to spend five minutes demoing this massive project and you're going to spend 4,000 hours trying to mud and tape that <laughs> silly thing once it's <laughs> been you know, framed back in. <laughs> uh, and, and that's hard, hard work. And, and the Christian worldview is a constructive worldview where we're constantly trying to figure out how to build. That's what discipleship is. We're not going into this world as a destructive wrecking ball. Now, there are things in this world that get destroyed in the process of discipleship, but the process of Christian discipleship, is a, it's, it's a fundamentally constructive thing. And, and it's easier to instead create worldviews that are fundamentally destructive.
1: Yeah, there's a, especially the current zeitgeist, as we yeah. talked about last week, the spirit of this age um, mm-hmm. social justice and efforts to create e- equitable outcomes and, yes. and all these, the essentially Marxist based, mm-hmm. uh, powers that are, that are, are, are loud and proud right now. They, I think what Christianity stands out from all that, because those, those, the, the loudest voices in the pop culture right now are essentially parasitic. They can't, they create nothing. They only tear down or redistribute what has been built by others. Mm-hmm. I think what's Christianity stands out in the midst mm-hmm. of all this. And this is probably, and this should, this should work its way down, even to the conversations that we have over the, with family and friends in the upcoming mm-hmm. days and certainly the upcoming years. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I representing the creative work of God in this conversation? Am I simply tearing down? Cause that's easy. As you said, Chris, that's the easiest part of any project mm, yeah. is, is to knock something down. The now cl- what? The cleanup and reconstruction <laughs> yeah. is the hard part. And especially mm-hmm. if your roof is crashed down on top of you in the meantime. So I think that for, the, for the Christian, that's the challenge is mm-hmm. even in the way I engage with my neighbors, I engage with my mm-hmm. relatives and mm-hmm. the lost and the unlost, lost am I, am I representing um, the truth of God?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: am I representing the creative character of God or am I just simply involved in an argument to tear something down or to win? Yeah. Um, are you, cause if you're just involved in a power struggle, um, you're not behaving any differently than these Marxist folks and malice <laughs> that are also view the world as a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Am I just simply trying to tear someone's argument down? Uh, except for, and I'm not using scripture. Um, uh, then, then I'm just, an, I'm, I'm really no better than they are. But if I'm using scripture to to engage in, our, in, in, in arguments against the demonic powers mm-hmm. of the world, I mean, scripture does have that purpose. Then that's a different endeavor.
2: Yeah. If you see someone with a bulldozer and you ask them, what are you building? And they say, this, here's my blueprints, here's my plans, here's my budget, here's my, okay, that's interesting. If you see someone with a bulldozer and you're saying, what are you building? You're like, I don't know. This thing, this thing has got to go. that that's the guy to watch out for right and right now i think that's where our culture's at and and we should i think be looking for a uh like i said a course correction there's sort of a tick tock tick tock uh, progress to to world thought you've got the the mystical tick of the middle ages and you have the talk of the enlightenment you have the mystical tick of romanticism then you have the talk of modernism then you have what has been a particularly negative, destructive tick of mysticism in postmodernism, which is an incredulity towards all things. And I'm, ex- I'm anticipating a talk, a return to some kind of generally believed orthodoxy, a return to some kind of desired objectivism. And, and as, the, as the Christian faith, we need to be there. We need to already be there. And so when our culture says, you know, flailing around in this subjective nonsense is killing us, we should be like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So that's That's interesting. We're in a tick right now, postmodern reality. There's postmodern. What I think is all that matters. Mm. Perception is even more real than reality. And um, and also, Mm -hmm. whatever it doesn't matter. What Caleb said, it's what I interpreted that really matters. And Mm. it doesn't matter what Chris wrote. What I read mm-hmm. into it in a way, I, and that's all mm-hmm. that matters. That's the tick that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's creating this chasm between mm-hmm. reality and perception mm-hmm. that, that what, interestingly enough, this whole lost generation, I think you've even commented on this, the younger generation, they mm-hmm. know there's something wrong with this. Yes. And they can feel they it, even though mm-hmm. they're being propagandized by all mm-hmm. kinds of influences to try to make, to feed them what their opinions ought to mm-hmm. be. They feel the disconnect between reality mm-hmm. and the virtual and all this other stuff. Mm. And they're looking like they're, they're and we looking. we ought to be what they find, right? Yeah. And, and when they come in, mm-hmm. we ought not to be the, the representation of some political view. I mean, that's idolatry. Yeah, Uh, we ought to be what they're looking for is the reality of their creator Mm -hmm. and what he has done and what he has revealed in his word. That ought to be what they find (laughs) when they find us. Not not a bunch of folks with signs and and slogans and and all this stuff.
2: Yeah. Not a surprisingly familiar, um, you know, feeling, smelling place to what they're leaving. But a refreshing alternative and that starts you know in our homes as we've been talking, yeah. uh, that even needs to be reflected around our thanksgiving feasting mm. you know how how are we celebrating there's There's a unique kind of Christian celebration, a unique kind of Christian feasting that is so wonderful because it's anchored in objective reality, and it's it's not uh, there's a cynical kind of feasting, like this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Um, but the turkey's cheap this week. So he drink it. and be merry. Exactly. For tomorrow we die. Uh, to, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, pass me the stuffing. And then there's another kind of feasting that says, I know how this turns out. And I mm-hmm. know where this is going. And yes, this world's broken, but this is an anticipatory feasting. We're thankful for what God has done in the past. We're thankful for what he is doing now. We're thankful for what, what he will do in the future. Uh, in the words of the old hymn, Christians know how to take a rock in the desert and turn it into an Ebenezer, you know, that this is, yeah, this is still a desert, but this is a monument to the faithfulness of God. Well, that's a good
1: inspiration for tomorrow. I mean, in addition to looking forward to enjoying the celebration, whether it's the the prep, Caleb, that you're going to mm-hmm. be involved in, don't forget to mm-hmm. set your alarm to get that oven preheated by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, but, I, I actually wouldn't it be great to to maintain a mindset to be as you sit down mm-hmm. at the table, and I'm gonna try to do this prayerfully, sit down at the table or as I arrive at the house, to have a mindset of I want, I want people to see Christ mm-hmm. or hear Christ in the words I say, in the way I say it, because that's a big deal too. Um and what kind of comes to mind is um um when Jesus after his resurrection and he was walking on the road with the, the two followers and they didn't know yeah. it was him. Right.
3: Hmm.
0: And
1: then mm-hmm. later on when he is, he, he allowed them to understand who he was and, and then he vanished. And of course uh, the comment that one of them made to the other is, didn't our hearts burn <laughs> Yeah, it's Like in a good way. And, and it wouldn't, isn't that, isn't that something that, I mean, we ought to aspire to is that, is that when we engage with folks, um, don't, don't we want them to, their hearts to warm to, to the, the celebration of who Jesus is? And so maybe, that, maybe that's, um, for me, I'm, that, that's given me new vigor for tomorrow. For the mm. people listening, they're probably listening after the fact, but maybe yep. Sunday lunch or, you know, mm. just, uh, but, but what we should be, the salt and light aren't just the Debbie Downers. Mm-hmm. Salt and light are the mm. people that represent truth, but, but in a way that we're celebrating who God is.
2: Yes. Mm. And the, this all matters, right? The turkeys matter tables matter, friends and family matter. Um, the fact that we can see each other matters, the world we're living in matters. Um, there's a, there's such a tangibility to, to our view of, of the world because it's not an ethereal idea. Uh, our, our Christian worldview encompasses all the things. And, and so all the things can be wrapped into our celebration. And, and that's, That's something that's also, I think, a little bit unique to the Christian worldview, is I can account for why this all feels broken. And I can also celebrate that it all matters. And and I know where it's going. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Caleb,
1: I, since we, you did such a great job introing us. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have some wisdom or? You've somewhere? been scrolling around
2: there. Did you find yeah, a pithy, yeah, pithy I, something, you, something? I can't tell if pithy you're trading th- your th-
1: stocks over there. You're updating your portfolio <laughs> or you're checking recipes. Well, I doing jib jabs.
0: <laughs> checking ch- ch- my fantasy football lineup. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> no, no, I was, uh, I was actually looking for this, the words to this, uh, this hymn that... Oh, uh, that your dad Well, that my says, family's side... Yeah, my cool. family side of the... Uh, my father's side of the family always sings it. my grandparents, I mean, they were the ones that popularized it. And they normally yeah. sing the first I didn't verse. recognize the title, so I would love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, here we go, Come and Dine. It's a hymn by Charles B. Widmeyer hmm. from 1907. Ooh. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people come and dine. With his manna he doth feed and supplies our every need... Oh, tis sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. And then the refrain. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and dine. Verse 2. The disciples came to land, thus obeying Christ's command. For the master called unto them, come and dine. There they found their heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire. Thus he satisfies the hungry every time. Then, of course, the refrain again. Come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and dine. And the third and last verse. Soon the lamb will take his bride to be ever at his side. All the host of heaven will assemble to be. Oh, it will be a glorious sight. All the saints in spotless white and with Jesus they feast. Will they will feast eternally. I'm looking forward to the mm. to the feast. Mm. So as we feast this Thanksgiving, let us look forward to the feast. Marriage Supper of the Lamb, right? That's right. In heaven, where we will uh, where we will have wine, as my Italian friends <laughs> like to say. We don't know what we'll have, but we'll have wine. <laughs> I dare say it'll be a fine vintage though. I mean God doesn't do things. Poorly. Jesus does it the best. <laughs> it may even be wine turned from water. Speaking
1: of, I wonder how that, you, in, in the second or third verse, talked yes. about Jesus cooking for the disciples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you're... <laughs> up, it, right? I was Here like, you hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally to go. popped into my
0: head, but it didn't, didn't really bet, fit I, probably. I the, bet that
1: fish was perfectly done. <laughs> I, I, I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was, uh, it was good bread, too. Uh, well, I am grateful <laughs> to you both. I appreciate... Um, this interaction we have, I'm thankful for that. Obviously thankful to the Lord Jesus. I know each of us are thankful for our families, in particular our spouses, and, mm-hmm. um, and the work that God's doing here, here amongst the three of us, here at our church, here in our community, and in our country. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: None to that. Well? That's all for this episode of Bombadils. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else. Look us up online. Send us a message. Bombadilsports.com. Yada, yada, yada. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> is we got to get, get Caleb a, a corporate communications
1: class going, you know. <laughs> get the web. But people are already listening to us, right? They're not going to try in on their webcasting software of choice, right? <laughs> it is true. <laughs> we keep inviting people to do that. But it's like... <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. Although wow. it is good to get the feedback, though. Um, so, it is. So, yeah, yeah, feedback. Feedback us. Drop us a note or if you see us around town. I do get some folks coming up wanting to chat about stuff once in a while, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: They recognize your face already? Well, one person
1: the- didn't, didn't know who the heck I was, but as we were talking, she had this weird look. And then her husband says, oh, this, this is an 80s on that podcast with the guys like oh your voice was familiar oh wow which is kind of interesting so they must listen you are a celebrity well not me there's there's some voice sound out there it's the mixing (laughs) desk over there Uh, anyway well guys thank you very much appreciate the time (laughs) and look forward to hearing how your thanksgivings went uh, next time I see you on Sunday or actually Chris, that's a working day for you. I won't chat with you at all on Sunday. I no, you're busy. Oh, no. well, you know, that's I don't, not fair. If I see you before, I don't want to, you know, I realize you're in the zone. Hey, I don't thanks wanna. for,
0: thanks for listening to the announcements
1: this week. I just wanted to say, or was that last week.
0: You left a note. That was
1: this week. I did write you a note. Yeah, a comic card. card. I appreciate Aww. that. I, I think, but uh, I did have a question for you oh, in there. Okay. We don't have to deal with it on the port. This is the
2: longest closing ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, we keep looping looping, back to By the <laughs> way, I did tune in. Was it you? No. Ben did the announcements and he kind of called me out. Uh, yeah, without, that was a couple weeks ago. Without yeah. calling you by name, like talk about people who don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I was totally te- me. <laughs> teaching a Sunday school class that. that uh, you day. did a lovely job, by the way. Well, I think you. it might even the comment card said masterful and I meant that. Mm. Yeah.
0: It, I couldn't tell. It looked like wasteful at first. And so I started reading the <laughs> comment and I was like. Thank you for such a wasteful job doing the <laughs> announcement. We're in, a, we're in a
1: postmodern age. So if that's that's like wasteful. Wanna, if that's how you want to read. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah, that's <laughs> how so I
2: interpreted. I, I, I have an announcement to make. <laughs> <laughs> are you you the guys full, are all are masterful, but, <laughs> but bye
1: <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, to everybody. Thanks for listening to me and Caleb banter. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving.